it's Nick Hyam here, and today I'm joined by author and speaker Jeff Foster. Nowadays we have access to so many different spiritual teachings and teachers through websites, blogs, YouTube, through books and audiobooks, through regular meetings and satsangs, and there are so many different versions of the truth. Some teachers say we're already awake, already enlightened, and we are what we seek, while others say you have to work towards awakening, that there's a process with stages, and one day we might reach the final stage. And of course, other teachers say that there's no such thing as awakening, mm. that there's nobody here to be awakened. So the question is, Jeff, which one is true? You're right. And I've said things like this in the past. Um, so you either believe these teachings, you either select one of these teachings or one type of teaching and you believe that, or you you look for yourself. You know, you, you, you look for yourself. Am I going to believe what someone else says about awakening or am, am I going to rediscover who I am in the midst of every experience? And that's really what I talk more and more about these days. It's not about discovering who you are tomorrow, discovering who you are in a year's time, discovering who you are now, you know, in the midst of any experience that's happening. So to me, that's what awakening is really about. Um, we can go into the whole story of awakening. We can go into the story of awakened people and me becoming more awakened in the future. But that, I think that all kind of misses the point. It's about discovering something that's already awake here and now. What is already awake here and now? But again, it's about discovering that in present experience, not just believing that. Because you can believe that you're awake or you want to, right? You can believe that you're enlightened or you want to, and it doesn't change anything. It just gives you a new identity that you're awakened or enlightened. It doesn't end your suffering. And I think that's what this is really about in the end. That's what this message is about at its core is the end of suffering, not one day in the future, but discovering that here and now. What is it here and now that isn't suffering? Even in the midst of the experience of suffering, in the midst of pain, in the midst of fear, in the midst of sadness, discovering something, whatever that is, discovering that which is not suffering, that which is which is at rest. Well, what What is at rest here and now, even when life is crazy and manic, and even when the waves in the ocean are crashing all around can we discover the ocean in the midst of that in the midst of the waves the ocean that is not seeking what what is not seeking here and now and so it's it's no longer about one day i'll stop seeking or one day i'll become enlightened or it's not about one day anymore it's about what's true here and now and for me that that's all awakening can really be because there is no tomorrow tomorrow is always in the story the story of my awakening me and my awakening. The real freedom is in, again, it's coming back to present experience and it's discovering what is already awake here and now, no matter what's happening, what's awake. Could you explain what you mean by present experience in a very simple way? Yeah. Well, the way I've been talking about it recently, I think this makes things quite clear is I use the analogy of the ocean and the waves. Um, I'm sure I've said this before, but I think this is such a great way of seeing present experience. Um, if you just notice right now, notice right now what's happening this, in present experience, there's thoughts appearing, sensations happening, there's thoughts coming and going, all the sounds happening right now, feelings, maybe some sadness, some fear, some confusion, boredom, anger, you know, that's what's actually happening now. Beyond the story of me and my life, you know, I, I'm a this kind of person, I'm a that kind of person, this is my life, these are my relations, these are my successes. The, I'm talking about now, I'm talking about what's actually appearing now. Not your story about what's appearing, but what is actually appearing. So these thoughts, these sensations, these feelings, mm. what's actually happening now, that's present experience. And you see that every everything appearing now is, is like a wave, it's like a wave in the ocean. So a, a thought is like a wave. A sound is a wave, a sensation is a wave, a feeling is a wave. So what is present experience really? But just these waves dancing, constantly dancing, moving, thoughts coming and going, sensations coming and going, feelings coming and going. Present experience is never fixed, it's never solid. 
it's always moving. It's always like a, it's a dance mm. of waves. When you, ever, you, when you come back to present experience, you never find anything solid. You know, in this, the story is always somehow solid. The story of my life. I am a happy mm. person, a sad person, a successful person, a strong person, an enlightened person, whatever. There's something quite solid about the story. There's something fixed about it. But when you come back to present experience, you never find anything solid or fixed. And this is meditation. And another word mm. for this is meditation. Mm. Constant meditation. Constant meditation. This is really w what you are, is that meditation. Because um, that's when people sit down to meditate, that's really what they're doing, is that they're just, they're noticing. Mm. Simply noticing thoughts moving, sensations moving, feelings moving. And then in that noticing, there's a recognition of, of who you really are, because who you really, who you really are, who you are, it notices, it watches, it sees thoughts coming and going. It sees sensations coming and going, it notices it, notices feelings coming and going, sounds coming and going. So what well, you could say that what you really are is just simply it's like a space, the space in which all of these waves come and go. So all these waves appear and disappear in what you are. But this is why I love the analogy of the, the waves in the ocean, because if what you are is this ocean, then what you are is inseparable from all the waves that appear. It's not who you are and everything else, you see. It's not two things. Who you are ultimately mm. is inseparable from the appearance of these thoughts, these sensations, these feelings. So that's why I always talk about the, the intimacy of present experience. There's this total intimacy and inseparability right at the heart of present experience. And that's always there. You see, that's something that doesn't come and go. The ocean is always there. No matter how the waves appear, whether they're soft, gentle waves or strong, violent waves, what's always present is the ocean because the ocean is present within all of those waves. The ocean isn't even behind the waves or above the waves or beyond the waves. The ocean is. is it's mm. It is. It is. It's present in the waves as the waves. So the, the ocean, it's in these thoughts, these sensations, these feelings. This is the ocean. And this is ultimately what everybody is seeking. What everyone's looking for is the ocean. Mm. We're looking for the ocean in time. We look for it in the future. One day, one day I'll find the ocean. Um, but really, everything that we seek is it's contained within present experience. Um, it's contained as in and as these thoughts, these sensations, these feelings. Um, so that's that's um, that's something that can be discovered within every experience. And I also talk about acceptance. This is this is the acceptance that everyone's looking for as well. Because the ocean, what you are as the ocean, accepts unconditionally all the waves that appear. Because it is all the waves that appear. So and a so a clearer way of saying that, you know, to find that in your own experience is acceptance is simply a, a matter simply a matter of noticing what's already appearing. What's already appearing in present experience has already been accepted. It's already been allowed in. Because it is. Because it is. So life has already allowed in these thoughts. Life has already allow allowed in these sensations, these feelings, this pain, this fear, this sadness. Everything in present experience on the deepest level has already been allowed by life. Everything that you as the separate person, as the, the character, the seeker, don't want to allow, everything you don't want to admit, everything you don't want to accept has already been accepted by life. So the, these thoughts have already been accepted. These feelings, these sensations, not because the ocean, see, it's not that the ocean decides to accept. What, what you are, in a way, has no choice. It, it allows everything in, mm. everything in. So acceptance is simply a matter of effortlessly noticing what's already been allowed, what's already been accepted. Acceptance in that sense is not a doing, it's not I'm going to accept, I'm going to allow, I'm going to admit these thoughts, these sensations, these feelings. It's simply and effortlessly noticing, just noticing what's already there. Are you saying that we, that we need to, or that there's a possibility of noticing the noticing? <laughs> yeah, in a way it's, it's noticing that which is already noticing. You know, it's, it's, um, but it's, it's not really a, a doing. It's simply, simply noticing 
what's already here. I think that's that's the key with this whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. one day I will notice. It's not I'll notice tomorrow. It's not I'll notice soon. It's simply noticing now. Okay. These thoughts. It's. I mean, this is why it's effortless because it's timeless. It's not in time. It's it's the it's what's already what has already been allowed into this moment. What has already been allowed here? There seems to be this ground of noticing, this ground of awareness. Are you talking about Nick becoming aware of that noticing? Are you talking about Nick noticing that noticing? (laughs) Nick noticing the noticing of the noticing of Nick, yeah. No, no. Um, So Nick, or Jeff, or the the character that is simply a story, It's it's the story of Nick appearing in this Again, so we can call it awareness, we can call it consciousness, we can call it being, we can call it presence, we can call it the ocean, we can call it nothing. So this, I think this is, before we go on, this is really important to say that these are just the words I use, you see. Um, everyone will have their own words for this, because in the end, it's you can't capture this in words. You know, you, we can argue for a million years over, is it presence, is it consciousness, is it awareness? But the point is, it's it's not an it, it's... It's life. It's life itself. Mm. You know, it's it's this. It's this moment. It's what's appearing now. So the moment you talk about it, in a way, it's already too late. The moment you call it awareness, it's too late. The moment you call it consciousness, it's too late. So it's it's that in which all of this is appearing. It's that which is allowing all of this to appear. And ultimately, it is, you see, this. I mean, this is where words collapse, really. It is all that's appearing now. So yes, there there can be just a simple and effortless noticing of, I mean, everything that's appearing, of these thoughts, these these sensations, of what's actually appearing now. And then what might also be appearing now is the story of Nick, the character Nick, and his life and his successes and failures, his achievements, his, his whatever. Mm. That is simply another story. That's simply a story appearing in this awareness, in this presence. So in that sense, e- even... The story of Nick has been accepted. It's already been allowed in because it's already appearing. This is, I mean, in a way, this completely revolutionizes our understanding of acceptance of what it means to accept. Because so often, acceptance we we try to accept, we put effort into accepting. What I'm talking about is completely effortless. It's noticing what's already been accepted. These thoughts, these sensations, this pain, this fear, this these stories, even this resistance, you know, if there's any resistance appearing now to what's happening, ultimately even that is, even that's been allowed in. It's it's so simple, isn't it, Jeff? And I can almost feel the mechanics in my mind trying to make it into something complicated there. <laughs> well, that's, that's beautiful as well. So then that, that can just be noticed. So then there can be just a noticing of thought trying to turn it into something trying to understand struggling to understand confusion can you know can that be accepted as well in in other words can it be simply noticed that even that is allowed in this space because because otherwise we make see we make thought into a new enemy we make it into a problem but you see that's what thought does thought appears and it tries mm. to mm understand it tries mm-hmm. to accept it tries to make something out of it it tries to own it and that that might always happen mm. you see that's doesn't have to be a problem we make it into a problem when we say that that shouldn't be happening or that's a sign that's a sign that i'm not there yet so we're always comparing where we are now with where we think we should be or where we've been told we should be so can that simply be noticed oh look it's it's thought trying to understand so and it's confusion appearing if that's appearing so then can confusion be accepted? And again, it's, so it's not, I'm going to accept my confusion. That's different. That's very different. Mm. It's not about me accepting my confusion. That's very different. It's about simply effortlessly noticing that right now, confusion has been allowed in. Confusion is happening. So confusion has already been allowed in. Life doesn't mind. You see, um, the ocean doesn't mind what waves appear because the ocean knows itself as all of the waves so it knows itself as confusion and it also knows itself as intellectual understanding you see so the the confusion wave is absolutely the ocean as is the intellectual understanding wave that's absolutely the ocean as well 
So even confusion doesn't have to be a problem. It's like, this is how simple it is. It's, it's amazing how thought wants to make everything into a problem. Ah, everything's the ocean. Ah, except the mind trying to understand. But then it's like, can even that be accepted? You know, can even, it's like, what can't be accepted? That's, that's the, in a way, that's, that's this, this invitation, this constant invitation, which is life. It's a constant invitation to discover in the present moment um, to discover this acceptance. And, mm. you know, can this acceptance mm. be found in every experience? Can it be found in this experience and this experience and this experience? That's that's the constant invitation is mm. to discover this this deepest acceptance, to discover who you really are in the midst of every experience. Because it's, it's easy to discover who you really are, you know, when things are going well. It's easy to discover who you are when you're sitting in a nice warm house or you're sitting in a nice warm satsang, you know, and everything's going well for you. And then what happens, you, you go home and I don't know, there's a, there's a re relationship struggle or there's physical pain or there's uh, some kind of loss, you experience some kind of loss in your life um, or you're diagnosed with some illness or something. And the, then it's like, there's the invitation too. There's the invitation. Can can this acceptance be discovered in in that experience? You know, because in a way, who who cares if I discovered this acceptance yesterday? Who cares if I discovered it five minutes ago? Can it be seen now in in these waves? Can the ocean be found in these waves and these waves? And those waves keep coming. Those waves keep coming. That's that's the constant invitation. But it's it's no longer the waves are not inviting you to some future goal. The waves are simply inviting you to now. They're inviting you to the ocean, which is this, which is now. So it's really, it's not an invitation to anywhere else, but where you already are. So it's, but where you already are. So it's kind of a paradox. I mean, when you think about it, mm. it's a paradox. And really there's no paradox. There's, there's no paradox. There's, there's just this moment as it is. It's like, can water be found in this wave? Mm-hmm. And this wave, and this wave. And this, <laughs> can water be found in it? <laughs> And, if, and the answer is always yes, of course. of course, yes. How can it not be found in it? Exactly, but that's the challenge. I mean, that's the invitation, I should say. That's the invitation. But, of course, then you have to be, mm. well, you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared to lose all your ideas about how you thought life should be, all your ideas about who you were. That's what's at stake in this invitation. You know, because to fully discover this acceptance here and now, to, to discover that the ocean here and now in these waves, that's the death of my story. That's the death of my story of how this moment should be, or how I should feel, or that's the death of holding up an image of myself as something, you know. So, so for example, I, if I was holding up an image of myself as I'm, I'm a strong person, this is really simplistic examples. Um, if you're trying to hold up an image of yourself as a strong person, mm. what will probably happen is you're not going to allow yourself to feel weak, to feel weakness, and you're not going to allow yourself to show weakness. So weakness, the, the weakness wave, is not going to be allowed in present experience. So when, when that feeling of weakness comes, it's going to be, you're going to run away from it, or you're going to try and push it away, you're going to try and avoid it, you're going to try and repress it, try and hide it not feel it basically and you're going to try to escape it but the so to but to really allow <clears throat> the weakness or the pain or the fear or the sad or anything anything to really allow what you thought could never be allowed to truly allow these waves that haven't been allowed to, to truly allow these waves that you've been running away from in other words to to discover that these waves are already allowed that's what i really mean but I, I just so I just use that as a shorthand to, to allow or to accept means to discover that the wave has already been allowed. But it's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, yeah. so I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so to truly allow um, the weakness in this moment that destroys your story of yourself as a strong person. You see, so a wave that's fully accepted, fully allowed, is going to destroy your story of yourself always. And that's why we don't, that's why the present moment can be so terrifying. That's why we keep on running away from it. Because to truly admit what's here, 
to truly admit what is present as opposed to what I'm pretending is present or what I want to pretend to other people is present. To truly admit what's present totally destroys your false image of yourself. Mm. Totally. That's the death. That's the true death. I mean, that's the true awakening, really. Forget about um, me becoming an awakened person. Well, that's nothing to do with it. True awakening, you could say, is, is that death. It's the death of the image, any image. And we've talked at length in the past, haven't we, about how anything yeah. can become an image. Even these, we hold spiritual images of ourselves. So the, the image that you have no self or the image that you're no one or the image that um, you have no ego or that your person has dissolved and or that the liberation has happened or whatever it is. Or the image that you're a good person or a bad person or, oh, yeah. you know, all these identities. Any identity, and I mean, and those these are very yeah. simple examples, and we mm. get they become more these stories about ourselves become more and more complex. But at its root, the, the mechanism is a very simple mechanism. It's you know holding up a false image of yourself, and then we try to protect that image. You know, we we yeah. we live with that image, and we try and protect it, and defend it, and hold on to it, even when present experience. Um, doesn't match the image. Even, so then mm -hmm. present experience becomes a threat to the image. You know, if, if you see yourself as happy, this is again a very simple example. I'm a happy person. That, I'm a very happy, very happy, positive person. Oh, look, look at how happy and positive I am. <laughs> You're not going to allow yourself to really feel, truly feel sadness or anything that you perceive as negative, anything that you perceive as a threat to your identity. You're not going to allow in. You're simply not going to allow into present experience. You're not going to admit it in the true sense of the word. You're not going to admit the bits that you think are not you, the bits that the bits of present experience that threaten your image of yourself. So that that's you know when when you cut down through all the stories right at the root of our suffering, you find this this not allowing, this not allowing what's already allowed. It's, it's like not admitting that it's already allowed, you could say. You could say that it's not, we don't admit what's, what has already been admitted into present experience. Isn't it amazing? We don't admit to ourselves or to others. We don't admit what's already been admitted because that would be the death of us. But, and the crazy thing is, that's the death we long for. That's the liberation. That's the awakening. That's the freedom that we long for because that's who we really are. What we are allows everything to come and go. What we are allows all thoughts, all sensations, all feelings. It doesn't have a problem. What you are doesn't have a problem with anything coming and going. What you are doesn't have a problem with any thought, any sensation, any feeling. The moment you want to be an image, you want to hold up an image of yourself, now there's a problem. Now you have to go to war on some level with present experience to hold up an image. But when there's no image, you know, when you discover that what you are doesn't need an image, then you're, you're really finally truly free just to f experience what you experience. You know, that there's like, then there can be just a willingness. It's like a willingness just to experience this, whatever it is, even if it's painful or even if it's sadness or even if it's fear, there's just a simple willingness to experience this because in the end, that's what you are. What you are is just the capacity. What I am doesn't have a fixed image. Exactly, because what you are holds all images. It doesn't, it, what you are is not a fixed image because what you are holds all images as they come and go. All images of yourself come and go. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm successful, I'm a failure, I'm good, I'm bad, I'm right, I'm wrong, I'm enlightened, I'm unenlightened, I have a self, I have no self, I'm free, I'm unfree, on and on and on and on, you know. It's a constant dance, isn't it? A constant play, a constant invitation that's given to us freely to actually see this. Well, again, it's in, in discovering, in this moment, discovering who you are is just just this open space that holds everything, that allows all thoughts to come and go, feelings to come and go, sensations to come and go. What you are is the invitation. You know, it's, 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 um, I mean, this is just a way of talking about it. You know, the, the waves are already the ocean. And because of that, they are an invitation to see the ocean in that wave because they are already the ocean. You know, but again, it's not inviting you. It's not inviting you, the separate person, to something. It's not I'm being invited to a party in the future. It's not. It's not I'm being invited to a, a certain place or a certain time. Somehow, it's 
the invitation is always to, well, you could say the invitation is to die, you know, and the invitation is to discover that what you are is not Nick. So Nick, that's why Nick can't really accept the invitation. <laughs> because in that in that acceptance of the invitation, Nick is dead. As sorry, Nick is, Nick dies as a as a fixed separate entity. You see, and to discover that what you are ultimately is is not Nick. It's just this the open space in which all of thoughts, sensations, feelings, all all this human human um, consciousness comes and goes. And then, of course, you can still call yourself Nick, and yeah. you can still, you know, the story goes on. Um, but that's 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 always there. You see, that's always present. It's constant. It's always there. It's constant. It's gone within every experience because what you are, what you are, doesn't come and go. It's not in time. Everything else, thoughts come and go, sensations come and go, feelings come and go. Every idea you have of yourself comes and goes. Every idea, every concept. As soon as I give the ocean a name. As soon as I describe that, mm. I'm back into identity, aren't I? Yeah, it just becomes another another um, concept, really, that comes and goes. So, but it, that's why it's um, it's it's a useful metaphor, you know, the ocean, the ocean and the waves. But really, again, it's it's just pointing back to this invitation. It's pointing back to it's not something to be understood. You know, you can understand that you're the ocean all you want to. So that the wave could understand that it's the ocean and yet it still it still experiences itself as a wave as a separate wave or the wave could tell itself i'm not a wave but it still experiences itself as a wave separate from the ocean so where will all of this this ends this trying to figure it all out well that ends is just coming back to present experience now and noticing noticing thoughts noticing sensations noticing not with an expectation that's the difference because then again, you're back into the game. All right, if I if I notice present, if I notice thoughts and feelings, then yeah, <laughs> expectations come in. It's very subtle, isn't it? <laughs> it's very subtle, very very because we're so conditioned to do everything with an expectation. Uh -huh. So what happens is someone will okay, noticing thoughts, notice, noticing sensations, noticing feelings, noticing pain. Okay, so what they say? So what? Nothing's changed. Uh, but then that's that's fascinating. So then you see the expectation. Then, you, then you, you see there the expectation for something to change, which is the seeking mechanism. mechanism. Something wants to escape this moment. He wants to escape this. It's so interesting, mm. you know. But then just to notice that. So then the, there can be just a noticing of something wanting to escape. So that that can be a very beautiful place to to sit. You know, it can be a very juicy juicy place to sit. Mm. Is say there's pain or there's fear or there's anything irritation boredom just to sit with the boredom or with the irritation or with the fear or with the sadness just to sit to notice it not to do anything with it and then to watch as something wants to escape it that's fascinating so there's pain fear sadness boredom irritation whatever and then there's an uh, what appears what will appear is that an urge a kind of an urge, a craving, uh, some movement. It wants to escape. So that's just then, can that be accepted as well? So can the, the fear, the pain, the sadness be accepted? But can the, the urge to escape also be accepted? That's, that's an interesting place to sit in with the, with the fear and the urge to escape fear. That can be a very, very interesting thing as an experiment, you know, not with any expectation, not with any expectation, just to sit with an urge to escape. Because so often we, we so quickly, we follow the urge, you know, because an, an urge can, to sit with an urge and to not follow the urge is a very, it's a very strange place to be. Yeah, because it's urgent. It feels urgent, exactly. And it, it can start to feel more and more urgent. But that's, you see, the, the more, the more an urge is not accepted, the more urgent it feels. And then it, at some point it becomes so urgent, it feels like you have no choice but to follow it. Mm. But when the urge, if the urge can be deeply accepted, in other words, can it be discovered that even the urge, and of course you take away the label, take away the labels, and what's an urge? It's a bunch of sensations, strange sensations, maybe strong sensations. But is it even an urge? We call it an urge, and that, that's, also, that's already a massive judgment. So even without the label urge, just to sit with those sensations, that we call an urge and it, 
And even if that's very uncomfortable and very unpleasant, because that's really what, what, where the seeking begins is there's discomfort and we don't, we want to escape the discomfort, which of course is very natural in a way, but it does lead to lots of suffering. It's the mechanism of suffering. So to sit in the discomfort without any, without doing anything about it. Are you talking about psychological discomfort here? Well, actually, I mean, ultimately, I think that they're the same thing. Whenever you find psychological discomfort, you'll always find underneath it an uncomfortable feeling. You'll always find, I mean, thoughts and mind and body aren't separate, thoughts and feelings. I think really thoughts and feelings are just two different ways of looking at the same thing. I, um, so for example, when <clears throat> simple example, wherever you find sadness, you'll most likely find a sad story. You'll find a story about my sadness. Whenever you find fear, physical fear, you'll find a story about I, I am afraid of something. And, you, and the stories can be very complex. But the beauty is the feeling is always very simple. The feelings are always very, very, very simple. This, it's the same fear you had when you were a child. It's the same sadness you had when you were a child. Just the, the stories have got more complex. So we can go deeper and deeper into the stories, and that can be interesting to do. But actually, the the feelings are always far simpler than the stories. So it's, uh, that's why I say to people sometimes: people have it's very difficult to accept your sad story. But you know, the invitation is to come back to this present moment and discover where just the feeling of sadness is accepted, and then from that place, it can also be seen that then then the the story of my sadness is also accepted. The story of me and my sadness, and I'm too sad, or why am I sad, or I'm sad because of blah, 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 blah. We can go off into the story. It's always interesting to to go to the feeling, because the, the body doesn't lie in a way. Sensation doesn't lie. Sensations are always very, very, very truthful, I find. They're very present, sensations. Stories, when you go off into a story, stories become very complicated, and the body doesn't lie. And when we talk about sensations, we mean the visual sensation, sounds, smells, tastes, textures, that sort of thing. Yeah, what's what's life? What's happening now before you, before you call it anything? So, pain. For example, the sensation. What's pain? We say I have pain. When you strip away the word pain, and you come back to the actual sensations in the body. You know, there's like sharp sensations, soft sensations. There's, it's like a dance. You just find wa- like these little, little waves. It's all just waves, really. These little waves of energy. And we call it pain. And so by the time we've called it pain, we've made it into something solid. I think what's, what's interesting is just to come back to present experience and, and just, you know, f- drop the, the labels. You know, we, we, we call this pain. We call it fear. We call it sadness. We call it... Um, we have so many names for things, and they're all. And think about names; they're all really they're all secondhand. They're all other people's words that we've picked up. Yeah. Um, so what's what's pain before we call it pain? What's fear before we call it peer, fear? Um, that's a really interesting place to be. And that's of course that's where we all are anyway. That's where we all are, and that's where we are. None of us really know. We don't know what pain is, really, until we, we call it pain. We think about pain. We go into the story of me and my pain and all the images that come up and the stories and the justifications and the theories and the, you know, but before we even call it pain, what's what's actually here? What's here before we even call it pain? Do we even know? Do we even know? But very quickly we call it pain and we go into the story of my pain and I'm the victim of pain and this pain has been going on too long and when's it going to when's it going to end and why is it happening to me and that's that's the suffering so the pain it's very important I think to notice the pain pain itself is not suffering you know fear is not suffering sadness is not suffering yeah it's only when we go into the the story of pain sadness fear that's the suffering yeah it's like is the thought I'm sad actually sad? Well, exactly. And then, then the question is: What is what you are sad? What you are appears to be just this space that hold, it holds sadness in the same way the ocean, the ocean holds the waves. That the ocean appears as the waves. So what I am appears as sadness. What I am embraces what I call sadness because I, t- I take away the word sadness I and mean, what is it? It's sen- a dance of sensations again. 
you know, and really it's nameless. It's, it's mysterious what it is, but we call it sadness just for communication. Um, so what you are is not sad. What you are holds sadness. Sadness appears and disappears in what you are, but what you are is not sad. In other words, what you are can't be defined by that which appears. So the ocean is not sad, even if a, a sad wave appears and disappears. You could, you could say, so what you are is not afraid, even when intense fear appears. Even when there's intense fear, what you are is not afraid, because what you are simply embraces fear as, as fear appears and disappears, even if the fear is very intense. So the story is, I am afraid. I, a separate person, I'm afraid. I, Jeff, I'm afraid. So Jeff is afraid. So now that's my identity now. Not because my identity, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm an afraid person. A moment before, I wasn't, but now I am. I'm, I'm afraid. I am afraid. And now I go into the whole story. I'm afraid of. What am I afraid of? And then we start to... Create a, a whole world of... A whole um, world, yeah. yeah. That's, where the, that's where the world begins. I'm, I'm afraid of. And of course, I don't want to be afraid. So I'm afraid. I don't want to be afraid. And then the seeking begins in time. I'm afraid. I start looking for freedom from fear. Mm. I am sad. I start looking for freedom from, from sadness. Because I don't... Because we're so conditioned about these, these opposites... So now I want to move from sadness to happiness or from fear to its opposite or from pain to its, we think in terms of opposites, but of course there are no opposites. Feelings don't act, actually have opposites. Sensations, before they're named, nothing has an opposite. Before they're named, before you name it fear, it's just sensation in the body. So sensation in the body doesn't have an opposite. But when you call it fear or sadness, now it appears to have an opposite, happiness. Um, or weakness, if you, there's a feeling of weakness, take away the, the label weakness, you don't know what it is, it's sensation, you know, maybe not even that, we don't know. But then thought comes in, calls it weakness, ah, now it's the opposite of strength, so now it's the negative of a positive, so now I'm going to go off and seek the positive. Um, but what, what you are isn't interested in any of that, <laughs> you know, what, what you are isn't interested in escaping something called negative and reaching positive, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't know positive and negative. The ocean just knows itself as whatever's appearing, as every wave that's appearing. There are no negative or positive waves. Well, there are, of course, are waves that are deeply accepted and waves that are not accepted. Hmm. That's that's what there appears to be. So that's the invitation. Because yeah. otherwise it's all mental. Good, bad, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, okay, not. That's all mental stuff. But experientially, we don't experience good and bad. We experience ac acceptance and non-acceptance. Yeah. So there's there's there are no good and bad waves or good and evil waves or light and dark waves. There's waves that are deeply accepted in experience, and there's waves that are not deeply accepted, and so they're rejected, and so they they appear dark or evil. That's the shadow. That's the shadow side. So then we we appear to have a good side and a bad side, a good and evil side. So we we appear to be split. Mm -hmm. It's like a, we live as a as like a split, um, a split self. As long as we have any perception about ourself, any identity, then there has to be an opposing identity there somewhere that we're putting to a exactly. side, rejecting. Rejecting. Yeah. So I want to see myself as a good person. I'm going to reject, even if I'm not conscious of it, I'm going to reject what I perceive as bad waves. If I want to see myself as a, a light, a loving light being, I'm going to reject, even if it's unconscious, I'm going to reject those waves that don't fit in to my image of myself. I'm going to reject these waves, and then they're going to appear dark to mm. me. So they're, they're not actually dark until they're rejected. They're not evil or sinful or dark or bad until they are rejected. So we actually, in seeking the light, we, we create the dark. We actually create the dark. We think, we're, we think we are heading towards the light. We're actually creating dark. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. And we don't admit it. We don't accept it. We don't see it. So then we're always at war, we're always at war with negative, evil, bad aspects of our experience, which don't actually exist, but they appear to because we're at war, because we're running away, because we, we turn our back from, we, we turn away from fear, sadness, you know, fear, sadness, pain, all these waves, we, we turn away from them and really they just 
they just want to be seen. They just want to be allowed. They just want to be accepted. They just want to come home in a sense. They just want to come home. It's like, just admit, why can't you just admit who you really are? Even pains, even pain says that to you. Look, can't you just admit who you are? Fear says that. Sadness says that. Anger says it. Jealousy says it. Boredom says it. Frustration says it. Irritation says it. Everything says, look, can't you just admit who you are? Admit. It's like, admit me. Admit me. And in doing so, discover who you really are. Admit me and admit who you are at the same time. But we don't want to admit who we don't want to admit because that would mean the loss of our precious <laughs> identities, our precious story of ourselves that we're trying so hard to maintain and to defend. So that's the constant invitation of life is, is admit, admit, accept, accept, allow, allow, and lose your image, lose your story. Mm. So although life can seem cruel and harsh and life it can seem as though life gives you all these, all these terrible things happen to us, loss and pain, destruction, devastation, you know, um, in small ways and in big ways in our lives. If we really, from this perspective, we start to see that nothing that happens in your life is inherently bad. You know, it's, it's, it's the invitation it's the invitation. Everything contains this invitation. And sometimes the invitations can feel, they can feel horrible, right? They can feel difficult and challenging. When like when a loved one dies or you're diagnosed with cancer or, or, or you experience extreme pain or a relationship breaks up or there's struggle in relationship, it can, it can seem, life can seem difficult and cruel and very challenging. But in my experience, it's all, it's all part of the invitation to look in this moment, and it's always in this moment, forget about tomorrow, forget about seeing this tomorrow, can this be seen now? It's an invitation to discover if you're suffering, and if you're honest that you're suffering, if you're willing to admit that you're suffering and not pretend that you're not suffering, to hold up an image of yourself, if you're willing to look at suffering, you'll always, always discover that something in present experience is not being allowed. Mm. I, I can't, um, I don't think it's possible for suffering just to happen by itself. That's what it seems like, you see. It seems that suffering just happens. It's suffering can seem so confusing and so difficult to understand and so random. But in, in my own experience, you know, this... Whenever, whenever there was suffering, whenever there is suffering, there's, it's like it's always the invitation to discover what is not being allowed into present experience. And then things, that's the beauty of it. Once you discover what's not allowed, what you discover what's not being allowed, that is the allowing. It's just admitting. It's simply admitting. It's admitting what's, what's already present. Exactly. Because if, if there's pain present, then it's present. Exactly. It's there. It's already there. It's already in that capacity that you are. The limitless capacity that you are exactly it's already there it's it's already allowed and it's Admit, just about it's about admitting. it's not even liking that it's yeah. there it's just that it's there it's the the hereness of things you know it's the presence of things it's the and the and that's the intimacy i mean and it seems like a total paradox because we're so conditioned to believe that freedom means an escape from all these things but that's actually part of the problem that's part of our our lack of freedom that's part of our unfreedom is that we try to escape to freedom because we don't because we don't discover the freedom in this moment in these sensations, these feelings, these thoughts. And so suffering is, is always the invitation to discover this deepest acceptance, to discover that which is already deeply accepting this moment. Forget about you trying to accept, because that can be part of our struggle as well as trying to accept. So forget trying to accept, simply discover now that in which everything is already being accepted, that, that which is allowing everything, even it's even allowing you your non-acceptance of this moment. Because if, that's the thing, if we're going to accept this moment, then this moment has to be accepted radically. It can't just, you can't just accept 60% of this moment. Mm -hmm. It has to be 100%, it has to be total acceptance. So then, it, then that means to, radical honesty about what is appearing now. It means admitting everything you don't want to admit about this moment. It means admitting, even if this even if this challenges, if this threatens an image of yourself, it means admitting the pain, but it also means admitting that in this moment, I'm unable to accept the pain. 
So that's going to destroy your image of yourself as a wonderful, spiritually enlightened person. It's like, bye-bye, bye-bye image, you know? But that's a, mm. what freedom, to let go of something that wasn't really you anyway. What freedom to not have to be that, to just admit what's appearing presently. You know, and then to discover something here that, that already allows this moment to be. Like, it's already at rest. It's already deeply at rest, even in the midst of depression, for example. A lot of people talk to me about their depression, and it's like, they think it can't possibly be there. But actually, even in the midst of what we call depression, we've talked about this before, there's something is it's deeply at rest in the you know deep depressed deep rest so it's it's at deep rest deep rest yeah even in the midst of depression it's a, it's already at deep rest um it's it's already home it's not seeking home it's already home what you are has no interest in finding home what you are has no interest in escaping this moment what you are has no interest in becoming enlightened what you are has no interest in becoming successful or famous or becoming anything. What you are is simply fascinated with this moment as it is. What, what you are, it's already at peace, you could say. It's already at peace with this moment. So it's not, again, it's not about you becoming peaceful one day, you becoming happy one day, you becoming, that's part of the dream. It's discovering that ultimately everything you're looking for, it's actually already here. So, it, so that's the you know all those teachings that talk about you're already awake, you're already, you're already enlightened. That's what those are pointing to. Um, but you can see how easily that could just become a new kind of mantra for the seeker. A new so it's like I start to believe that I'm already. Oh yeah. I start to believe that I'm already awake. Secretly, I'm escaping, 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 suffering, suffering, suffering. But I'm just believe I'm already awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like laying some other kind of story over the top and trying to sort of suffocate the the other story that <laughs> I don't yeah, like. It's, a good, it's trying to suffocate it. It's trying to yeah. suffocate the suffering by believing yeah. by believing you're already awake. So there's like there's there's deep kind of um, non recognition of who you are. There's deep non acceptance, but you believe that you're awake. You know, but so and that's I mean that's. Um, the thing is, that's not going to end the suffering. So that's the beauty of life. Again, the invitation will still be there because you'll carry on suffering. And maybe at some point, you'll, that suffering will bring your attention back to what's really going on. You know, you'll, you'll, it, it's going to become exhausting holding up that image that you're already awake. Because See, then it, then it just becomes an image. It becomes the image that you're awake, the image that you're an awake person or an enlightened person. When secretly underneath, you're still deeply at war with this moment. So that so the invitation is still there. That's the beauty of it. You can't destroy the invitation. You can't destroy the invitation. That's you can't reject it. Can't reject <laughs> it. <laughs> I say that's true compassion in a way. Like life is truly compassionate in that sense. It will carry on giving. This invitation goes on and on and on and on. It's constant. Like it, it, it gives you pain and fear and sadness and loss. You know, and it gives you all of that. Mm. It's it's really there for. Awakening, in in the sense, it's there to it all. It all invites you back to this awakening, you know. So forget about whether you think you're awakened or not, and forget about whether you were awakened yesterday or not. <laughs> you know, the invitation is always to this awakening and this awakening and this awakening. It's not awakening is not. It's not a static, stagnant, fixed thing. Somehow, somehow, it's a, it's a constant awakening. You could say, yeah. It's like a. It's like constant awakening from itself. It's constantly awakening from the dream. It's not an event. It's not one thing that happens. It's not a thing, an event, an experience that happens one day, awakening from the dream. It's like a constant awakening from the dream. Because what what you are has never been part of the dream. It's all, In a sense, it's already been awake. What you are has always been awake. But as long as the dreaming goes on, the invitation is always there to, to rediscover that awakeness. You see? So the as long as the dream is being maintained, as long as the, the images are being held onto, the invitation to awaken from them is always there. Somehow the, I guess you could say that the, the image, the holding onto the image hmm. is there. Um, as long as the holding onto the image is there, the possibility of awakening from that is there. 
So it's like it's like a perfect balance, you know. There can be this idea that I'm holding onto an image, or that I can hold onto an image. But really, holding onto an image is like, is like exactly. trying to grasp sand in your hand, isn't it? And that that's why it, that's why it hurts, you know. That's why holding onto an image, because you are ultimately you can't. But th- there's the attempt. Let's just say attempt. So so when I when I go into the story is what we example before I'm a happy person. You can't ever be a happy person. But there can be this constant attempt to maintain that story, to maintain the image. Mm. Of course, you can't, you can't be it. What you are can't be an image. But there, what there can be is this attempt, and it can be, you know, it can be constant. It can be this mm. um, never-ending, seemingly never-ending attempt to be that image. So it's it's not you're right. It's not that you ever managed to become an image. No, no one has ever managed. <laughs> no one has ever managed to become an image of themselves, but lots of people in the world seem to constantly try to uphold, to hold onto an image. So it's trying on to hold onto something that isn't, isn't even there really. Crazy. Yeah. No wonder it's so painful. No wonder it's so, exactly. So that's suffering. And, and no wonder we keep aiming for another identity. I know, may, maybe the next one will be solid and fixed. Yeah. Maybe the next one will give me the security that I crave. Yeah. So, no, so that's suffering. I mean, suffering... Within the experience of suffering, you, you'll always find this attempt to hold on to an image, this attempt to hold on to an image, this attempt to be something that you're not. Pretend, it's basically pretending. If we want to use simple language, it's we're pretending. When we're suffering, there's a, there's a pretending going on. But because we don't see that, we suffer. So it's the invitation to see that. What image of myself, what image am I trying to hold up? You see, what, what image am I trying to hold up? And th- therefore, when I'm doing that, I'm missing who I really am, which is in this moment, doesn't need to hold up an image. It's We took the wrong invitation. We took the invitation to the <laughs> fancy dress party, when really we should have taken the uh, invitation to the <laughs> naked party. <laughs> That's a good title for the podcast. I think it's a good way to end it as well. <laughs> invitation to the naked party is great. The naked party, yeah. <laughs> So life is always inviting you to the naked party. It's always it's always really inviting you to the naked party. Yeah, the the party where you don't have to be anyone. With that, the party where you can just be. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Literally, <laughs> let all the waves hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all, all the waves hang out in the ocean. That's the only place they do hang out. That's the only place they hang out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not much more to say after that, I think. No. <laughs>